0: The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World.
1: And greetings, friends around the world. Millions of people are becoming agnostics or even atheists. They are tuning out on the idea of a real God. Why? Are these folks unusually evil? Or are they just plain stupid? No. Many of them are among the most highly educated people on the planet. What's up? What's going on? These people often see a huge disconnect, my friends, between religious people and the actual results of their religion in their lives. And they often see that most churchgoers are no more moral, no more good than non-churchgoers. Again, why? The answer is that millions of professing Christians are not Christian at all. Think. Think. Picture the dozens of wars in Europe where young men of the same church were on opposing sides and ended up killing each other by the hundreds of thousands. Was this the Christian thing to do? Are true followers of Jesus Christ supposed to blow each other up when there are disagreements? My friends, a very real Satan the devil has massively deceived even most professing Christians. That is why many surveys have found that morality and decency is no higher among churchgoers than those who have stayed at home. What is the real meaning of all this? How will this affect your life soon? Stay tuned. My friends, I am now going to reveal to you Satan's dangerous deception. For Satan the devil has deceived the whole world in many ways. But this one I am now revealing as one of the most dangerous of all. It is greatly affecting your life and the life of millions of people around you right now. Turn to John chapter 14. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God The God of the Bible is now intervening in human affairs. Prophetic events are speeding up. These things are real. We need to understand what's behind all these problems in the world. Notice the Gospel of John, chapter 14 and verse 30 in your Bible. Jesus said, I will no longer talk much with you. He told the disciples here near the end of his life, just as Satan was coming to him in the person of of, of Judas Iscariot, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. He obviously, as all commentators know, was talking about Satan the devil. He called him the ruler of this world. Yes, he is. Satan is the god of this world, as it says in Second Corinthians 4, 4, and many other places in your Bible. Notice back in Revelation now. Turn to the book of Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. It talks here about a great spirit war that's going to happen in the next few years. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil, and Satan who deceives, notice, Satan deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And then it describes a terrible spirit war that's going to take place. And it was taking place at this time. this being described. Notice now, and of course it shows how Satan has deceived the whole world. That's the point. Are you part of the world? Is most of the world around you deceived? God Almighty says so. It's very clear in the Bible. Turn to Revelation 20, verse 1. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. Right after Christ returns, he banishes Satan." And this angel laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. My friends, world peace can only come after Satan is banished. He's behind all this deception. He's behind many of the terrible things that are happening. Most of them, when you really understand it, he is very real, a powerful, invisible spirit being that's turning people away from God in more ways than most of you imagine. Even religious people are deceived, the vast majority of them. That's why Christ talks about his church being the little flock. And back in Revelation 12, what we just read about Satan's coming war, it shows how the true church has to flee to a place of safety. That's another matter. But it's a small church. It's not the big political warring church that has come down through the ages that most of us think of as Christian. Turn to chapter uh, now back Second Corinthians. Turn to Second Corinthians, if you would, at this point. Chapter 11. 2 Corinthians 11, if you would. And let's begin reading in verse 4. Turn to this in your Bible. This is exciting stuff. You're learning something. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 4. For if he who comes, Paul writes, preaches another Jesus. Paul prophesied how people would bring another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, a whole different attitude, a different approach to God, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. A false gospel was going to be proclaimed. And many of these people would go right along with it. And most of the world has gone right along with another Jesus, a different spirit, a different gospel. What's going on? Second Corinthians, again, chapter 11, verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. They come speaking softly. They have mellifluous voices, nice-looking, good personalities, many of them. "...they look nice on the surface, and no wonder, for Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers, whose ministers, Satan's ministers, also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works, according to what they do, what is the fruit of their ministry." My friends, what is the one thing that nearly all the false ministers agree upon? Turn to Jude now, verses 3 and 4. No chapters here, just one chapter. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend or to fight earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints." They had the way of life given to them by Christ and the early apostles. That was not to be changed, but somehow it has been changed. Notice verse 4. For certain men have crept in. They were already starting in June's day. Certain men have crept in unnoticed, marked out for this condemnation long ago. Ungodly men who turned the grace of our God, notice it, they manage to turn the grace of God into licentiousness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. License means that they can disobey and go their own way. Somehow they use the term grace, and that means you don't have to obey God. You don't have to keep the Ten Commandments because you're under grace. And if you break the Ten Commandments, somehow that's all right. Very clever arguments like that. But it's directly against what Christ taught it's what the Bible against what the Bible teaches over and over and over, turning grace into licentiousness. This this was the big, massive deception that began even in Jude's day. Turn back to Revelation since we're close there. Turn there once again, my friends, Revelation chapter fourteen this time. Revelation fourteen and verse twelve. What's the true faith of the saints? Revelation 14, look it up in your Bible. Prove these things in your Bible. These are not my ideas. I'm reading to you directly out of the Word of God. Revelation 14, verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints, the true saints of God. Here are those who keep the commandments of God, not some new commandments of Jesus or Paul or someone else. They keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Not just faith in Jesus, but the faith of Jesus. The absolute love of God and fear of God, so they will do what God says. They'll obey Him and obey His laws. Remember, my friends, Hebrews 13, verse 8. Look it up if you want to. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ, notice, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His doctrines don't go back and forth. His doctrines were to be changed around after His death. His teachings were not nailed to the cross. That is not God's way, and the Bible makes that very plain. Turn back now to Matthew 5, and we're going to go into what is called the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 and verse 1. Seeing the multitudes, He went up on a mountain, and when He was seated, His disciples came to Him, and He opened His mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Those who are really humble, they're broken, they're willing to listen. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. He's talking about spiritual mourning. For he says, they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek. Meek means teachable. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The meek people, the word meek, look it up, doesn't just mean humble, it means teachable. Verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Do you hunger and thirst for righteousness? I hope we all do. We've got to learn that way of life. Notice then he describes here verses 17 to 19. Do not think I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. He fulfilled by his example God's way of life. For surely I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Now notice verse 19, Jesus Christ speaking here in verse 19. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments, and he's been naming some of the ten here in this passage as you'll see, and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. If he's even there, he'd be called least. But whoever does and teaches them even the least of the commandments, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Wow! Jesus Christ is magnifying God's law. He's showing that that is the way to eternal life. He says over in verse 43, You've heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. How can you love them and bless them while you're killing them? As these millions of Christians have done down through time, professing Christians in the various wars who didn't understand this, who didn't understand they should obey God's law who didn't understand that they should not divorce their wife and marry some other person for just whimsical reasons and hurt feelings and so on that that is adultery whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery jesus said you know all that it's all based on what on the 10 commandments as a way of life now turn back to matthew 19 if you would beginning here at verse 16 One came to Jesus, and this man asked him, Behold, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And Jesus said, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, what do you do? Just get saved and give your heart to the Lord? No. If you want to enter life, Jesus said, Keep the commandments. And he said, Which? And Jesus began to name some of the Ten Commandments. The way to eternal life involves the Ten Commandments. Get it. Christ never allowed His law to be nailed to the cross right after He explained it as the way of life. That is a terrible heresy. Understand, if you want to enter the life, follow that way of life based on the Ten Commandments. That is God's way. At this point, my friends, I want to opt for you is a wonderful offer when you understand it, absolutely free upon your request, a copy of this beautiful, thoroughly documented booklet entitled The Ten Commandments. This is truly one of the most thoughtful, helpful booklets we have ever published. This booklet, The Ten Commandments, will enrich your life and perhaps be a valuable tool to help others in your family. You could share it with them. So call or write today and request your free copy of this inspiring booklet, The Ten Commandments. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org.
0: To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown,
1: Again, remember what we learned in Revelation 12, verse 9. It says here, it talks about the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. God makes that very plain in Scripture after Scripture in the New Testament. Satan is the God of this world, the ruler of this world, as Jesus called him. He has deceived hundreds of millions of human beings. And notice in Revelation 17 something absolutely astonishing Notice what it says in Revelation 17, beginning in verse 12. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. They will do that. But notice what happens then when Christ comes back. And there are all these hundreds of millions of people in this system that God calls, if you read Revelation 18, it's a great trading system, military system, political system, will literally take over the world. Men will cry when this system is brought down for all the money they're losing and all their activities. But it says here, these 10 kings, verse 14, will make war with the Lamb. The Lamb is Jesus Christ. When He comes back, they will fight Him for the Lamb will overcome them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with Him are called, chosen, and faithful. Most people are deceived. They don't know true Christianity, so they're fighting Christ when He comes. They are deceived so they don't know about God, the true God of the Bible. They're not obedient to the Ten Commandments. They're taught that they're done away with. They're taught that that whole way of life which Christ explained is not the truth and they're mixed up, they're confused, and they are cut off from the God of the Bible and from the true Jesus Christ of the Bible. Obedience to the Ten Commandments, my friends, is the way of life which all the world will soon understand and be following. If every human being on this earth was totally honest, would never commit adultery, would never kill, what kind of world would we have? No police forces, no armies, no wars, This would equal huge budget cuts and billions of dollars free to be spent on national parks, on helping the poor if there were poor, helping people live better lives, happier lives on a wonderful world. No divorce or broken families. This would mean virtually no juvenile delinquency, no juvenile crime. If everyone were truly keeping the Ten Commandments, my friends, the world would be filled with a joy and peace beyond anything we've ever had before. It would be millennial, because this will be, in fact, the millennial rule of Jesus Christ. What kind of neighbors would you like to have? Think about it. What kind of neighbors would you like to have, if you really understood? Wouldn't you like people all around you who never killed or wanted to kill, who never committed adultery, would come after your wife or your husband, young people who were obedient to their parents and honor their parents, a whole way of life based on that way of life, God's law. Turn back to Isaiah chapter 2. Here's what God says the world should be like and will be like in a few years when Christ returns. Isaiah chapter 2. In your Bible, Christ quoted from this as the Word of God. He quoted from this book. Paul did. This is the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days, the time just ahead of us, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and be exalted above the hills. All nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain, or the kingdom, as it can be, of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us His ways. We will walk in His paths. Notice, for out of Zion shall go forth the law. Is he talking about traffic laws? No, all they had was donkey carts back there. He's talking about God's laws. All scholars at least understand this. It will be a time when God's law, the Ten Commandments, will be the basis of life. Out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. This is going to be a wonderful time. It will be the millennium. Turn now to Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31, talking again about the latter days and what God really wants and the way of life Christ is going to bring. Turn to it in your Bible, beginning in verse 33. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. And many times God shows that that is a type of all the world, what God's going to do for everyone in the millennium after those days. In other words, when Christ comes back, says the Lord, I will put my law... What law? The Ten Commandments. That's what it always involves. All scholars can recognize that. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. So people will be willing to obey the Ten Commandments, that way of life. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. This is what God wants. True morality is always based on God's law. Not on people's imagination, but on what God says in the Ten Commandments. But Satan, the devil, is the destroyer. Jesus called him a murderer there in, Acts, in uh, John chapter 8. He wants to destroy the human race. So Satan is busily deceiving, even professing Christians about the only way of life which should preserve the human race and will lead to eternal life. That way is the Ten Commandments. Again, my friends, be sure to call the toll-free number right now and ask for your free copy of the Ten Commandments. This is a wonderful booklet. This is truly one of the most thoughtful and helpful booklets we have ever published. This booklet, the Ten Commandments, will enrich your life and perhaps be a tool to help others in your family. So call or write today and request your free copy of this inspiring and very helpful booklet, the Ten Commandments. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org.
0: To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
1: Many are always trying to twist Paul's writings and try to say Paul did away with the Ten Commandments. He did not. He never did that, not remotely. I taught the Epistles of Paul class for 35 years and I can easily disprove that. I wish I had two hours to go through it. But notice 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 19. Circumcision is nothing, Paul wrote, and uncircumcision is nothing but keeping the commandments of God Not some new commandments or different commandments, but keeping the commandments of God is what matters. You better believe it. What is true Christianity? True Christianity is following Christ. Christ is to live His life in us. I've explained many times my favorite verse is Galatians 2, verse 20, where the apostle Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Christ lives in you and me if we're really Christians through the Holy Spirit. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. we to have Christ living in us. Turn to chapter 11 now of 1 Corinthians, verse 1. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Did Christ keep the commandments? Of course He did. Virtually all ministers acknowledge that. He says back in John uh, 15, he said, I have kept my Father's commandments. I have kept my Father's commandments. And he explained that very clearly. Now, what did the Apostle John teach right at the end of the Apostolic Age after everything was nailed to the cross that was supposedly nailed there? They often have things supposedly nailed there that were not nailed there. But what did the Apostle John say at the very end? He said in 1 John 2, 3... 1 John 2, 3. Now, by this we know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. He who says, I know Him and does not keep His commandments, keep His commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. That is the way of life. Notice 1 John 3, verse 22 Whatever we ask, when we pray to God, why do we get an answer? Whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments, plural, and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. We're willing to do what God says. We're willing to keep all of His commandments, including the fourth commandment, which people always try to get around. Obey the commandments, plural. Notice in chapter 5, 1 John 5, verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His, God's commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not burdensome. What is the real basis of love? Keeping the commandments. They show us how to love God, how to love your neighbor. Please, my friends, don't let any clever argument by anyone turn you away from the absolute truth of Almighty God. We who are willing to obey our Creator now are pioneers among those who will soon be ruling in the kingdom of God, the government of God, in tomorrow's world. The whole way of life will be based on obeying the Ten Commandments. That will be the way of life. May God give you the understanding and the courage to act. Again, be sure to write or call for your free copy of our booklet, the Ten Commandments. And tune in every week to Tomorrow's World program. On this program, you'll gain precious information and insights available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. We're also inviting you to join our fellow presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King. They will give you special perspective and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again next week right here at this same time. See you right here next week.
0: To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.